0: Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe.
4: It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at QS Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Great review. Subscribe Apple iTunes if you would, please. That would be great. If you want to rate, a review, you got something nice to say, go ahead and do that. If you don't have anything nice to say, well, email me instead. How about that? I hope that works for everybody. So glad to be back. Uh, the you know, it's been uh, it's been a little slow. It's hard to believe it's hard to believe a year ago today, or during this time, a year ago, we were still doing a show a week. So you know, it's been dead. A little bit of radio silence on the football stuff for spring. Uh we yeah. do have we do have a little bit of that. We got a little bit of everything, actually, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll 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 go over everything, and 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 we'll be back. Obviously, when when more news hits, but it's just been slow. It's been oddly slow. Is it? Is, yeah, we've it, been busy, right? Well, this is the busiest time of the year. Well, for you too, really. You yeah. got softball and everything, and I've got uh, six days a week of lacrosse for my oldest. I got th- two, three days a week of T-ball, which is, I used to remember T-ball being really fun. And, uh, you know, you do it for a couple of years, you know, when you're a new parent and it's great. And then, you know, you have a 14 year old. Now you got a six year old going back to T-ball and it's like, and they extended the length of the games, which is pointless, but it's fun. Like one inning's cool one inning school you know and they lowered the age so it's three to six three-year-olds three dude yes yes
3: so he's at that point there where he's like the oldest and it's probably like oh man
4: oh yeah it's agonizing you know the only fielding they do is to first (sighs) it's the only fielding so every ball no matter where it comes they go to first base obviously kids take one base at a time you can get out but they let them run which is fine I mean, I don't see the point of making them go sit yet, yet, especially at three years old. I don't even understand it. I mean, you barely get him on the base. It's 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 rough. Anyway, I digress. I digress. So, uh, we are going to get into all of that stuff here, starting with lacrosse. Uh, look, bet online, your premier sponsor for the Ques Militia and a sports drink. Look. It's that time of year again. All the eyes are on professional basketball in the major league. BetOnline.ag has all of the betting action in professional basketball. The conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make the run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, BetOnline has you covered for all odds and real-time updates. And is the place... To be for all your sports betting needs, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up with Bet Online. That's betonline.ag. Go there, sign up today. Locker Room, the Locker Room app. If you haven't downloaded it, try it out. Download it, it's an easy way for us to kind of go live, it's audio only. You can go there. You can follow us. And when we go live, you will get a notification if we decide to do so. I think we might try it out. I think we might try it out today. Who knows? So go there. Just you need an email address and a username. Go there. Sign up. There's plenty of other things, too. Plus, you don't have to just listen to us. You can do your own thing there at Locker Room. You you want to you start your own little thing on Locker Room? Create your own room and... Have a good time. All you need uh, is some earbuds and the app, your phone. That's it. Make sure you're fully charged and you're ready to go. Locker room And partner with Kiss Militia and Sports Drink. Okay, so the 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 Syracuse Orange lacrosse team was kind of our hope a little bit after you know. When it first started, and basketball is a little rough. Basketball ends on a high note. Lacrosse goes through its lull. They pick up a big win yesterday after four uh, losing four of the uh, le- uh, the last four ACC games before beating UVA thirteen and eleven yesterday on the road. They sit six and four overall, two and three in the conference with what one game left? Right They play Notre Dame again. Yeah, and, they lost
3: the last three three ACC games. Yeah, and
4: yeah, one earlier it, to Army this year. Okay, you're right. That's right. I said four, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it would be three, seeing that their conference record's two and three. So anyways, it looked it looked bad, especially with the uh, 21-9 loss to UNC, which was the game that Chase Scanlon, he's been suspended indefinitely uh, for some kind of incident after that game, which... I mean, whatever. Is he going to come back? You know, we've had some injuries too, so. Yeah. And
3: we've also had big problems ever since the Duke game with, you know, our face-offs, clearing the ball, stuff like that. And, um, you know, surprisingly, because I know Virginia's got a pretty good face-off guy, but, yeah, I mean, yesterday, the game was yesterday, yeah. Um,
4: well, you got it when it, when they, they're they turning it on. We, when we were winning it at some point.
3: It was like 19-2 to 2 as far as, like, face-offs and everything like that. So... We dominated there. Uh, I still think that we need to improve some places on um, defense, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some of the problems that we've had, it looks like we've kind of uh, fixed a little bit. But Virginia definitely made it a, a little close there at the end. So ACC is just tough, though, man. I mean, I mean we it, were five and four, and we were ranked eleventh.
4: I know. Yeah. So. And, and and you know, when you look at the when you look at the ACC in the in the rankings, you got UVA, you've got. Duke, you've got uh Notre Dame you've got UNC Carolina and Virginia and, yeah and Virginia yeah, yeah. all ranked so yeah. that, that's, that's
3: a, not at one point, all we we're in the top 10
4: so yeah. we lost last week yeah so. we're, we were 11th yesterday heading into that game right yeah we needed that yeah it was we big needed that one. yeah so anyways uh keep your eyes on that what time when's that game when's that uh Notre Dame game I would ask oh, you that man. huh wouldn't I
3: Yeah, you would, and I don't
4: know. Sorry. Mm, mm -mm. Well, I know. I know. I know when it is. It is May 1st, Saturday. So, 12 p.m. On the road. So, by the way. i played good on the road. What's that? Noon.
3: (laughs) Noon game on ESPNU. Uh, So, they played pretty good on the road.
4: Yeah. So, uh, one more thing before we get into a little bit of football news here, and that would be the turnover of the Syracuse women's basketball team.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed
0: There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three,
1: than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
4: Obviously, you know, when you look at, what, the 12 since since the, uh, since the they got ousted from the tournament, you had 12 well, you had some what? You had uh, Tiana left, obviously to try to go pro. She did not get drafted, but she went undrafted, she got right? Up by the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then you've got well, eleven more. No, actually,
3: no. I th- yeah, she got yeah she got undrafted.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. She got picked. It was like a day after, or two days after. It was, it was really quick. But anyway, you, you've got the you know your freshman defensive player of the year. Uh, Cordosa, right? And yeah. Emily... And rookie of the year. Right, yeah. And your sixth your sixth player of the year. So, that left, went to transfer portal. You just look at the number and you're like, 12 is a ton. So, Q's dipped in there and he's done what he could, but mustered up 10 guards and three forwards. So, a little guard heavy. A little guard heavy. They could probably use a center. So, I don't know what that looks like, but... What do you, what do you think what do you think yeah. what do you think of just that type of turnover? I mean, you know, you look at it and you have to at least speculate a little bit like, okay, what's going on here? Because why would you leave? Why would that I should say why would that many players leave? All but two of the original team's gone. So, That many when that many players leave, it raises red flags to me. I'm sorry, it just does. So I don't know if it's the coaching, if it's the school. I don't know if we'll ever know. Obviously, we'll always, you know, it always be sugar coated. But
3: well, it's tough. It's tough. You can't really look at it in one. Because I mean, realistically, when we look at it, the WNBA. I mean, it's nice to get in there professionally, and obviously, you know, you want to play sports professionally. uh, But. At the same time, you really – they don't get great revenue. I don't – I mean, unless you're a real, real superstar. I mean, there's a lot of other professions where you could probably make more money. And so we don't really know the situation as far as –
4: Five of them went to other ACC teams.
3: Well, but I'm saying we had uh, quite a few. I think we had about – well, there was three guards that got kind of in trouble near the end of the year. And I think that had a lot – they were suspended indefinitely and they – I think that had a lot to do with them uh leaving um but then i think there was four or five seniors and you know and just because of that situation um the females they don't really have like a the same type of options that males have as far as like professional basketball based upon you know just popularity and revenue um there's plenty of
4: league options
3: places yeah so um so it would be more uh believable for lack of a better word, that uh, a female senior in a women's group or in a women's um, in college women's basketball would transfer to a graduate school for her career, if that makes sense,
4: to get that extra year and get that extra because because obviously the options are uh, slim. Whereas, right. you, you know, get
3: a chance where you get that extra year because of COVID and you get a chance to go somewhere without sitting out. And if it, it's going to help your career in graduate school and stuff, something that Syracuse didn't have, then uh, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? So I think there's probably most definitely some situations. But again, when you get 12, it's like. But you could come back
4: to Syracuse, too. I mean, you you weren't, you know, you didn't have. Right.
3: To- but I think more or less sometimes, most times, you know, the transfer portal stuff is, you um, I can only see players in like lower, lower level schools, you know, like you're in a mid major school. So you want to like throw your name out there. And then if no bigger, bigger schools bite, then go back, you know, if you want to try to play better competition, but you know, you're playing Syracuse Houston, the ACC, So if you transfer out, you're most likely going to stay out. And, uh, I was among the whole time. Like I know that we'd be we picked up four players from the transfer portal. And I know that we have a, a decent recruiting class coming in. Um, and I was just kind of along the lines of as long as uh, Cardosa stays and we got the anchor in the middle, you know, that we'd be able to figure it out. And now it's just really, really made it kind of nerve wracking for the next year. And, you know, good luck to Q. I, I hope that that all is well, you know, because obviously, too, I mean, with everything that's that's going on with um, the states and rules as far as COVID stuff and, and all that kind of stuff, Um You know, it's tough. I mean, that's partly the reason why we don't have a lot of um, news as far as spring football goes. I mean, they're just clamped down to where, you know, they're not allowing the press. And usually they would allow 10 minutes a day and they'd have more press conferences. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you never know if if it's a situation where players want to move closer to home and if restrictions or certain rules that are coming up. You know, I mean, they're a private institution in New York. Who knows what they're talking about? So, um, yeah, it's all speculation, but I hope that everything's all good and the noses are clean as far as coaching staff goes. Because I don't want, you know, if it's that's some gonna kind be of controversy problem. Then I, well, that's <laughs> yeah. because now you're going to have a perpetual problem if you still see all these people leaving every single year. So,
4: yeah, I mean, just the numbers a lot, but anyway, moving. No,
3: on. you move, you lose twelve plus Tiana. Yeah, you're basically overhauling your whole roster. So,
4: yeah, absolutely, and you know they always want to act like oh it's no big deal but uh, um right hillsman did bite back he was quoted as saying main reason i'm doing this this is a pe- press con- from a press conference main reason i'm doing this today is because you guys are going to lose your mind if i don't i'm here to do media because i'm tired of doing it at a gas station starbucks in, in the steakhouse <laughs> so a little bit he reached into his inner bayheim and pulled that one out uh I, I think that's that's great you know whatever give it to him uh Part of me says give it to him, but part of me says, you know, you you know, yeah, there's some responsibility to address that, but whatever. Uh, Okay. Tyrell Richards is going to enter the transfer portal as well for Syracuse football. Fifty-four tackles, thirty-three solo, nine point five for a loss, and along with six sacks in that while his time at SU in his career. That is according to Noon's magician. So uh, that kind, of, it kind of, I remember. You know, he did a lot last year for what you know for the role he played, and you know, he got to fill that void. So,
3: Yeah, he was kind of getting back from injuries and on and off with injuries and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely somebody that obviously helped us, and he's definitely got a a lot of experience. But it could be telling, too, because um, we have had pretty good linebackers uh, come in the last few years, and uh, maybe it's just a situation where he kind of sees that he might not get as much, as much playing time as, you know, maybe he wants, or maybe he just didn't fit in with the 3-4 last year and he wants something different. Um, so yeah, I mean, you remember there was a situation where he didn't know if he was going to play last year and he was one of the last guys that decided to play, but was thinking about it that they, they, they kind of came back. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it honestly, it really doesn't surprise me to be perfectly honest with you.
4: Yeah, he, really really well, he, he was three years and he played how many games Joe? do you know? I was trying to look that up. Uh, I think I got, I him.
3: mean, he's definitely been in some games. I mean, this year, this past year was a year where he was set to be like a starter and everything. And I know he was dubbed as coming in from Canada and kind of a freak of nature because he was, you know, like six, six four, two thirty, just, mm-hmm. you know, athletic guy, but he's kind of been marred by injuries. And obviously we've had depth there in the past too. So, and when you look at it, I mean, Mikel Jones, Marlowe, Wax, Stefan Thomas, Thompson, um, Steve Linton. Uh we've had some some good some good players come in. I mean, I haven't still haven't heard anything about Lee Pogba and um his suspension and what's going on with that, but um
4: Yeah, what's up with that? We well, I mean, I don't need to know what he's suspended for, but I mean, Yeah,
3: I don't I don't know and I still haven't heard any news from it. Uh, I do not even know if he is actually on campus or even, you know, doing the spring football thing. It just hasn't been reported on and again, you know, the lack of reporting on that is kind of you know, some some Syracuse outlets, media outlets, have been really kind of slamming them and talking about that. Just the fact that you really don't have anything. Uh, they had a little thing um, where they had the uh, Sterling Gilbert and Tony White, the two of the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. They had, you know, a little media session or whatever just to speak on some stuff, but they really kind of kept their cars close to the chest they didn't really speak to I mean they spoke about certain players but they didn't they weren't specific you know they brought up Sean Tucker and how he's been looking good so uh you know that's a good thing basically because of last year and we know that Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard are gonna have to come back and fight for their position plus you know the running back huff that we got coming in that I'm excited about um but also talked about the offensive line and how Chris Blyke is is his uh Is really impressive, and he's definitely going to be a part of this offensive line. I'm excited that we're
4: possibly putting something together. (laughs) No, I'm
3: just saying. We, I mean, we have everybody coming back from that offensive line last year. Not saying it's great, but now you bring in what six freshmen, you bring in a transfer uh, from Texas, right, Willie Tyler, and then um, you have Chris Blake, who probably should have played last year. He transferred from Florida. I mean, he's going to be a guy that steps right in, and it just makes your offensive line better. Uh, I expect a better year from. Uh, vetterello and um, bergeron and uh also um the senior surveys him coming back too um i think he's got a lot to make up and and because last year i just don't think he played that well it's just so funny because he's had such great years and then he's had such bad years so uh, hopefully that can get put together with the new coach and everything but you know bodies and, and talent shouldn't be uh an excuse this year like it has last year the past however many years you know injuries and
4: well and uh, just the covid year stuff and this you know you're gonna finally oh, yeah, but get it
3: before that we've it's always been like well we have an okay offensive line but like if this one guy gets hurt then
4: well this is going to be totally different though like th- right. this this we don't got a tight end on the line you know this is going to be totally different you know you've got you've got a you've got a, you've got a quarter, quarterback race i guess you could call it whatever right you know yep. there's going to be some competition there and you've got you're going to have depth that running back did not have that last year it's going to be right. totally different i yep. understand exactly. we're, we're we're losing some some db's but you right. know it's next yeah, I mean, man well, it's up it's Nikeem Johnson right but most yeah. of the
3: receivers are coming back i know they said they said good things about Quilley and uh and um, Tosh Harris, obviously, and um, he even spoke a little bit about – they asked – obviously the media is going to ask about the quarterback competition, but he really didn't say anything other than, well, it's spring football, Garrett just got here, and um, and Tommy – obviously knows the program, knows the system, knows the players and personnel and has been here
4: longer. Well, he's gonna have less excuses too this year. And, you know
3: Oh yeah, but I mean again, he really didn't say anything other than the fact that like well, he's look, not, he just yeah, got he's here and obviously to. yeah. Tommy is gonna be ahead of him because of the fact that he knows the players. You know, he has certain you know, he's been thrown to these receivers for three years plus and he knows the system was with this offensive coordinator last year, so um but he really didn't say too much other than that. But I definitely expect the offense to be better this year for sure. Um, and uh, obviously, like I said, as far as defense goes, um, with that whole defensive line coming back. And um, <clears throat> Tony White, I guess, he came out with, uh, with a lot of just – he was just really, really fired up. And um, he was just saying that last year – you know, it wasn't the defense that he envisioned It's not what the 3-4 is supposed to do. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, yeah, I know there were some games that we gave up some points, but it was an exciting defense to watch, right? I mean, I know we got three defensive backs that are possibly going to be drafted on Thursday, but um, they didn't really play that much last year other than Melafawanu. And, you know, our young players were all over the place creating turnovers. Mikel Jones creating turnovers. I mean, really other than brushing the quarterback as far as pass rush um we were pretty good until we basically were just on the field too much because our offense couldn't move so um it's definitely going to be exciting and i definitely wish that there was more media access and more stories um so we could have more news and more stuff to talk about which is partly why we haven't been here in two and a half weeks but here I we i mean are. this is
4: <laughs> this is all the news by the way uh tyrell richards 31 games totaled in um eight in 2020 just figured i'd Throw that out there since I spent mm-hmm. the time to look it up before Joe went on his rant. Uh, anything else Joe related?
3: Yeah, other than obviously that's like I just spoke NFL draft. Yes. This week, Thursday. Yes. I know that um, Sean really doesn't care, but uh, it's not that I
4: don't now. care about our players. That's not it. It's that the draft will be on, but. You know, unless the Syracuse players going or the Raiders are, are pulling someone out of a hat, then I don't really care.
3: See, and that's my thing is is that it's I'm more excited this year because for like the last what, 5 years, 4 years,
4: Alton Robinson, it's been the only one. Was that is that right?
3: Yeah, it was Alton Robinson. it's it's
4: like yeah, yeah. So it's like you rarely get this, you know, you'll get these
3: articles where it's like, well, this guy has had a couple workouts and this and that and he might go fifth round of under I know that's, round of, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and it's, it's agonizing like, and then there's only punters which again we do have a punter Nolan Cooney who's in there who they're talking about might get drafted late but this is the first time in a while where I mean they're talking about uh um, and Cisco having first round uh, first day grades really but, yeah no, I mean they had I think in one to have Cisco as a top five or six safety in the in the um, in the draft, and just Melifonu, all his measurables and everything like that, um, was pretty good. He put up a solid season this year, considering who was missing and, and how <laughs> how long they played defense, because our offense couldn't stay on the field. Like I said before, but um, I would expect Melifonu and Cisco to, you know, my, probably not get drafted on Thursday because it's only round one. But uh, Friday is round two and three, and I probably would expect at least one of them, if not both, to come off the board. And uh, I really wouldn't be surprised come Saturday if the other two go. That's probably where Trill's going to get drafted. Um, He's just an athletic freak of nature, and he's going to get drafted based upon that because the team's going to look at him as a project and where can we fit him in. Um, But Melifuanu and and Cisco probably got a better chance of getting drafted higher. I just hope they all get drafted, and it's just exciting because – we don't sit around for three days and just watch a punter get drafted so
4: yeah absolutely definitely makes it better i mean look i'm into the draft okay i I, my son puts it on it's just that you know like you said first of all there hasn't been a ton of excitement surrounding our guys coming out and and to be honest with you it hasn't been a ton of excitement just in general for me because i'm a raiders fan and it's i mean it's like Treading, water I've been treading water since two thousand three. It's brutal, and after after 17 uh, 18 years, you lose, you lose the enthusiasm. You know, it's like I need. You're not enthusiastic over the past couple of years with Gruden. And, no, you no. know, I mean Jacobs looks like a good running back. Brooks yeah, he's looks
3: great. Like he's going to be all right. I mean,
4: yeah. You don't see yeah. this team
3: getting better. You guys were very competitive
4: last um, year. Last year was brutal with the injuries and the COVID stuff. So, well, I I don't okay. even I'm not even going. The injuries were bad last year on the offensive line for uh, the yeah. mm-hmm. They were bad. So uh, and we, we've released a lot of guys, and also we we had like the biggest offensive line in the league, I believe, mm-hmm. and it just kind of. You know, big guys fall harder. You know what I'm saying? So that's what happened. So I'm just. Enthusiasm is not there. We'll see. I'm not that total. I'm not like sold on it at all. Right. No. So mm-hmm. anyway. All
5: right.
4: Right. Robert Braswell. He gets picked up by Charlotte out of the portal. Woody Newton. This is a big one, kind of, I thought, uh, to Oklahoma State. He's going to be a cowboy, yeah. baby. So. Um, Those two picked up out of the portal. Alan Griffin, he's going to enter the NBA draft. He is expected to sign with an agent. He averaged 13.3 points in 5.8 rebounds a game. Shot 36% from behind the arc this past season. He is the sixth player uh, to leave the program uh, after they got uh, beat by Houston in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we talked about Qatari Richmond going to Seton Hall, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Last episode. Okay. So we're still waiting on Q. But what do you think, Alan Griffin's chances? This one, I expected maybe Alan was going to stay. I mean, if I had to bet on it, Joe, I would have said I would have said Alan's going to stay. It's just what it's just like his body language and and things and how he finished the year. I didn't see him transferring again because he had just done it. I didn't expect him to go into the draft because of how he finished. So, kind of a shock to me, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that sneakily, like, I just think, because I'm right there with you, but in the back of my mind, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, it probably took him so long because I think he was actually deciding between transfer portal or just going pro.
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't think he, I guess you're right, because... I don't Obviously, really
3: think that his staying was ever staying in right. is really it's an a, option.
4: I'm a little disappointed by it, though, because I'm not like offended by it. but I'm like, I'm kind of like, well, what the hell? I mean, you transferred here for an opportunity. You get the opportunity. I don't think you for you you. I don't think that Allen was the best he could have been the last eight, eight games of the season. Mm. Uh, all through yeah, well, a- a- I- ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, he was not good. He was almost right. not even relevant. And well, you you would you would think he would either want to come back for that opportunity. I think hitting the transfer portal is less likely an option than coming back because who wants someone that's just going to you know play musical teams? You, you know what I'm saying? Although talented, because he's talented, bro. Like it, it's there. Right. Oh yeah. I think yeah, he definitely is. And the the this defense is a situation
3: with me where. Well, yeah, defense was part of it, and I just don't think he was a great fit with the defense and with just our personnel.
4: It, it, yeah, um, that's kind of – yeah, I, I guess that's probably – And, and really, realistically,
3: coming into this season, it's it's tough because when you look at it, I mean, he was – it's tough to watch the NCAA tournament, right, And or the ACC tournament, you know, the last end of the year, and see uh, – and all well, he wasn't all ACC. What he get honorable mention.
0: Yeah,
4: he was an so.
3: honorable mention player for the conference, and it, you had a guy that barely played minutes in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So I think this was just a situation where, and it tells you again, it speaks to his talent.
4: Absolutely. Because he
3: had he had game winning plays, and he had games where he scored twenty plus points, and that's why we won. So
4: he had some defensive game winning plays too.
3: But that's what I'm saying yeah. yeah with blocks and stuff like yeah. that so uh it's tough because it's in one instance you know people kind of you, you know they remember you at the end of the year right but
4: it's it's kind well, of what pretty you...
3: much through through three quarters of the season he over overcame what my expectations were with him coming in because I didn't see him starting and I always thought SidB was gonna be and then once he got hurt that was when he had to come in and he got those minutes that he wasn't gonna get. So he stepped up early, but then when it got to a point, like he didn't progress like some of the bench players did, and all of a sudden Jesse Edwards gave us a chance to be a little bit bigger. Robert Braswell gave us a chance to be a little bit bigger with a little bit better defense, um, and and they progressed and got to a point where they helped us out um, because you know they filled the need that Alan Griffin really couldn't couldn't do. But Alan Griffin, what he could do. We didn't really need him to because we had these other guys over here doing it, right? So again, I think it was a personnel issue. And as the season went on, we needed less and less because there was other guys that offered different skills and different things that we needed, um, especially on the defensive end uh, and, and as far as rebounding goes, that helped our team. So yeah, by the end of the year, you know, you looked at him as like a basic bench player that just started yeah, to see if he got hot.
4: And, I I agree. And more talented than that, though I think raw, as far as raw talent goes, I just like yeah. you said, it was not a good fit. Thirteen points a game, almost six rebounds a game, thirty six percent from behind the arc. It's pretty solid. It's just, it was just yeah. When you look at the numbers, yeah, it's the what have you done for me lately right. kind of look, you know. And he didn't do a lot for Syracuse at the end, so.
3: And he's just, at the end, He tried a little bit too hard, I think, to do some things yeah. that, like, the coach yeah. wanted him to do differently. And it got to the point at the end of the year where, you know, you hadn't progressed, you hadn't gotten to a point where you're used to doing these things and that the coach needs you to do. And now you're out there kind of just trying to figure it out during tournament games and, like, end of the year. Like, that's not when you figure it out. So, again, it's just got to a point where our personnel in certain areas got a little better and they came in and they helped us. More than, than what he could. And that's not a slight on him. It's just you know, sometimes it's personnel fit, how deep the team goes, you know, and matchups and, and just how they play, you know, the bad, game. We played two, three zone and
4: bad shots early in games.
3: Right. So
4: And yeah. In, in the middle of games and
3: Yeah. So I mean I guess you looked at it like instead of going to transfer to another school, getting acclimated to a third school in three years, I'm just gonna go out there and you know, I just
4: work. Just I, work. I wish you the best for him. Yeah, he's got to work. Best he I, definitely has to work. Yeah, and do the best it, I can. Be your profession. Yeah,
3: yeah. But um, I mean, and this isn't you know. To, I, I hope he proves me wrong, but it's tough for me to even see him in the G League. So I mean, if it's a situation where he's gonna go and he's just gonna maximize the time he has to play professional, and even if that's overseas, and so be it. But I mean, everybody they get their. It's their their choice, their life, you know. They yeah, want to absolutely. chase their dreams, you know, go for
4: it. And wish them luck. Obviously it yeah, was a absolutely. good it was a good year of him in orange. I would have liked to see him another year. I think it would have been really good. I think he could have been really good, but at the end of the day hey, he, he's gonna take a gamble and that gamble is a big one. I think that's a tough one. I think that's a tough one to pull off. But not for anything. Either way, you get in, you don't. It's still exposure. It's you're still the right people are seeing you. And, and you've hired an agent and that agent's going to work to put you somewhere if, if they can, whether it be G league, whether it be over Europe, whatever. So, uh, you know, he's going to try to go make some money.
3: And his father's an ex NBA coach or sorry, player. So he's in with all, I mean, he's, there's, he's going to get opportunities. Just put it that way. Right. And, um, regardless of, of anything, you got to look at it like again. He got honorable mention all ACC, which is <clears throat> you know getting honorable mention in whatever is is pretty impressive. I mean, buddy, buddy Baham didn't even get honorable mention. And I know like what you said is that what are you what have you done for me lately? And what he looked like at the end of the season. But just like what Bayheim said about you know if we lose the Buffalo or we lose the Northeastern or we lose the Bryant or this this and that, we don't get in the tournament. Yeah, like we would not have made the tournament or had the season that we had without. Alan Griffin,
4: without him, early, especially early.
3: Well, that's what I mean. He was a star. He, he won yeah. games for us, yeah. and you know, regardless of what he did for us at the end of the year and in the postseason, he got us. He it, he helped us get there. Without him, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen the post. We would have seen nit.
4: Yep, and we wish him luck. And that's one that obviously we'll keep our eyes on. All right, we will take a look at the players that remain for Syracuse basketball heading into next year and the schedule that came out that should be fun to uh, look at right Joe oh yeah
1: what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana.
0: It doesn't get any better than this.
1: Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
4: before we do that, Bet Online, the title sponsor for Sports String and Armchair Media. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on the NBA and the Major League Baseball's in full swing, and the Yankees, they're, you know, we talked about the Raiders. Well, the Yankees are, are doing much better. So, mm-hmm. I pulled off a couple here lately, but uh, Bet Online has all of the betting action. Uh, in the NBA, the conferences' races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if you're a baseball fan, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every game, every sport, every matchup, Bet Online has you covered on all the odds, real time updates, and is the place. To be for all your sports betting needs, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all of the time. Head over to the website using mobile device today. Sign up, bring home the game with Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. Cane and sunglasses. Look, the sun is the sun out in Syracuse yet? It's got yeah, it. right. it's, it's got to peek through once in a while, and if it is, you need. Some Canaan sunglasses. Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses, lenses, right? For optimal clarity using Japanese optics, Kanan's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Kanan sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com and receive 15% off on your first pair. That's Canaan Cast K A E N O N C A S T fifteen. Canaan, clearly better. Thank you, Canaan. Okay. All right, Joe. So with Quincy still up in the air, obviously we don't know what that is, but we were. It would have been nice to know something, but I don't know when the when the cutoff for that is. But
3: no, I mean a lot of that, which I don't even think we talked about. I mean, with uh,
4: with what, Joe? With what?
3: With Jimmy? Did we even talk about Jimmy? Oh,
4: we did not talk about Jimmy. Yes. No. Oh, okay. So look, all right. Thank you. Pump the brakes, Sean. Pump the brakes. See, all you
3: right. were about to make you made
4: fun. I of was me, gonna. Th- I, I know. I know. Ass. That always happens. That always happens. So okay. thank you, Joe. Okay, hold on. So so you've you've got. <laughs> We knew this was going to happen. This is like not. This is like breaking news. No, right? We're a little when, late to the. Well, party. no, 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 no. I'm even. Say, I'm even saying when it was. When it was breaking news, it really. Uh-huh. It really wasn't breaking news, right? I so think we all assumed it. he's got to sit. He sat out all last year. Didn't get to play a lick of basketball. Obviously, it. You know, obviously, it's the easy choice. It's the easy decision. We all expected it. In fact, if it didn't happen, I would have been disappointed. But where does he fit? We'll talk about that. But, Joe, is this the most Syracuse team ever? This has got to be the most Syracuse team ever. Absolutely. Right? Has to be. Has to be. Uh, Coach Red, Coach Mack, D- Coach Bayheim, his two sons, uh, Samir Torrance. Yeah. I mean, this is the most Syracuse basketball team of all time. And I don't want to get all. Joe Gerard? Dr- oh, oh, yeah, Joe Gerard. Duh. I mean, yeah. He's local. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you know, Samir being a fan and also Joe, a fan, even though Joe a little bit outside there, but you know, when you, okay. So when you have this hyped up like this, all right. And I'm not hyping it. I'm just saying the hype is going to be there. They'll make, they'll create the hype. It'll be there. Oh, it's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the two sons and we'll talk about that. And and you've got Joe and Samir. And it seems like this team seems, I guess I'm just an optimist maybe in this aspect. This team seems so put together to me that, I, I mean, if this isn't going to be one of the more exciting teams to watch in recent history, I would be shocked. I, re- I really honestly would. Yeah. I don't know what Jimmy's going to bring. Jimmy did, you know, he did he did score like 18 against us when the one time that the brothers did face off against one another. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I yep. mean, he's a good player, six, eight, good player. Right. Um, what do you think, Joe?
3: I always looked at him as a player that would be able to come off the bench for us yes, and, right. and kind of help. Uh, but also an older guy, an experienced guy that if, you know, something's going on, cause again, Benny Williams being a five star, uh, obviously, um, He's coming into play, and obviously he has talent. And he's got better talent than than Jimmy, uh, but that doesn't mean that he's a better basketball player than him right now. And uh, hopefully that helps as far as is getting him ready to go. You know, when you look at teams like this, um, you know if you're a Jimmy Beheim, both coach and son, that like you need Benny Williams to be as good as he can possibly be, right? right. And Cole Swider to figure out as much as he can, as fast as he can. If this team wants to be,
4: Talent, you know, talented, dude, Cole Swider, really, oh, absolutely, really,
5: absolutely.
3: and and that's realistically how they, how those two, and obviously this isn't really, this is talking about Quincy not coming back, but how those two get acclimated and how they play is really going to tell us. It's going to be a lot about you know next season. I mean, obviously we need to see what Torrance can do too, since he's the only other guard. So hopefully he's a combo guard that can, you know. Um,
4: we need all three guards and, to play, Joe. We need all three guards. I know to play.
3: we need all the guards to play, but we need a guard that, other than Joe Scherhardt, that can bring the ball up. And, and, you know, he's labeled the combo guard, so hopefully he can come in and he can be the guy that um, can come in and and the other guy, whether it's Buddy or Joe, can scoot over to shooting guard, and then we can figure it out. But um, yeah, Benny Williams and Cole Swider are going to be the main guys. Uh, that does not mean that jimmy's not going to start earlier that he's not going to get some minutes um and obviously be him being his son he's going to get minutes um but where really it gets tricky is if quincy does come back
4: okay well that's where and i'm that's... going that's where i'm going okay so uh jimmy's going to take number two he was number three at cornell he's going to take number two just if anybody was wondering he doesn't want to bring th- he doesn't want to fill the three shoes so i don't All know right. if you saw that it was an interview with donna detota by the way it, guess what I found out? Guess what? Little tidbit here that I'm going to throw out here before I forget to mention it. If you're ever, if you ever are perusing through Syracuse.com and you're not a subscriber and paying for it, right? And you're there's something that you really want to see. If you Google that headline, MSN, MSN has those unlocked. So, I have found them numerous times. I'm just throw that out there. Do you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. You don't care. You're so boring sometimes. Golly. Day. Wake up. Okay. Sorry, so, dude. All right. Roster with Q. Joe Buddy. Benny. Who do you see? I mean, what do you think? Quincy or Swider? Sadibi. Okay? Because that's where the battle's at, right? So... I mean, some could say, well, the battle could be with Joe and Smear too. And that's quite possible. But the the main battle, if Quincy does come back, is between him and Cole Swider. And honestly, with the way... I don't know. I'm going to let you go first. I would not be surprised to see Quincy early and then Swider take that spot over if Quincy does come back. That's my opinion?
3: Yeah. I mean, if Quincy comes back, he's probably... I mean, if I'm Quincy, I want to know I'm starting. And... You know, to be perfectly honest with you, I just I feel like Jimmy coming to Syracuse kind of I mean pushes him out I'm a little bit I'm expecting Quincy to leave.
4: Yeah, I think Jimmy and I know coming, he hasn't technically done it. Right.
3: But for you know, the purpose of your question, uh then yeah, I think that um that Quincy would end up starting. Um I don't know who would start between Benny or Cole. But uh I just feel like you know, looking at some stuff, and I mean, Benny Williams, he he might be better than. It's it's hard to say. He's got he's so he's so talented, and Cole Swider, mm-hmm. giving us a six nine down there, they can shoot threes. Um, it would just be very difficult to make all four of those forwards happy.
4: Oh, just the I, way that I know,
3: just the way that Bayheim, you know, the way he coaches.
4: Yeah, you're going to be way heavy there. Jimmy won't get hardly any minutes, in my opinion. I mean foul trouble situations, I mean, things like that, you know. But, like you said, I mean, I would be surprised at this point if Quincy comes back too. And we'll we'll see. But, you know, like with the same thing I said about Alan Griffin, the way Quincy finished the year just wasn't that impressive to me. I mean, he he was missing a lot of close stuff. And he... Just didn't finish the year the way I expected him to, especially right. since he got the minutes he got. And he seemed perfectly healthy. Year before, you know, he's got the groin injury, and we all see, you know, the difference to this year. But at the end of the day, Quincy missed some easy stuff, man, a lot of times. But, and sometimes it'd be hot.
3: Well, and that's the thing is, is that, I mean, it was more or less for him, especially in the postseason, it was like a tale of two halves. It was like he would play bad in the first half and then he would get fired up by somebody and then he would, you know, start making plays. So um, to me personally, I mean, I think he's right there in the middle. I think that uh, based upon talent and I mean, I think he's got a better shot than Allen as far as making the professional level or anything like that, at least for right now, Um, they both have a lot of potential. And so they're, they'll are they both get attention and they'll both get their chances. Uh, but I saw so many, and again, this is just the difference between today's game and, and back when we grew up watching these players, right? I mean, now you can, you know, you get a transfer, a guaranteed transfer without even sitting out every single year. Right. And um, you don't sit here and you don't watch these players just grow and, and develop and get better and, um, I mean, it was obvious uh, a player like Alan Griffin and a player like Quincy 15, 20 years ago um, and even older, longer than that, 25 years ago with us growing up, like um, they're staying because they don't have that NBA game. But nowadays kids go because you can, you can become a millionaire overseas if you play your cards right. So,
4: yeah. And you know, that's fine. I and that's why I, that's why I hate this. The one year rule thing. I mean, if the kids can go, let them go. Yeah. I, I don't care where they go. It doesn't hurt anybody. They're, they can make their own decisions. Who Who is the NBA or the NCAA to say, you know, you can't make this decision. You have to go to one year of college. Like, right. it, w- it would eliminate a lot of issues if you just do, you know, let the automatic transfers happen. And, and with the one-time, right, right. one-time transfer rule. Let it happen immediately, eligible, and let these kids go from high school. The, how many? I mean, I get it that it could create some issues, but it won't affect the NCAA. I mean, how does it affect the NCAA?
3: All they really care about is their pockets.
4: So I know, they're How, whatever get the they money. think in their right. head, they're going to do, right? Right. So. And they're going to get the money no matter what. So well,
3: we know the kids, the kids' best interest ain't the first in mind. So um, there's really no rhyme or reason. All I know is that it's a different college basketball game than it was 20, 30 years ago. And I just, I used to enjoy seeing, uh, you know, a uh, recruit. And I guess this kind of goes to your argument, right? Because I always get pumped up about recruiting and you're like, yeah, let's, Let's see what he does when he gets here. Let's see if he gets here, right? Like, let's 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 not get all crazy about, you know, a good recruit a year before he's even going to be here, right? Right. Um, and, like, just now more than ever, it's like you can't even, like, look at a guy and be like, oh, man, I wonder what he's going to be like in two or three years of just being in the system and getting his body right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even look forward to a team growing together because, you know, half of them are going to transfer, half of them are going to go pro.
4: And And that's you just know, it. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So... If they can go out of high school, let them go. We've had this discussion on here numerous times. 100, yeah. And, and it, don't, I don't want, uh, I mean, you don't you don't want like me personally,
3: but you know what I mean. Most I think fans are like this. I mean, even talking to your brother, who's a Duke fan, and the way that everything's going, like and the way that things have been, you know, recently here, where it's just like a revolving door of just players come in and they either transfer or they go straight pro, and then you got to worry about a whole recruiting class coming in at
4: five stars to figure it out again. Right. All right. Let's, let's see. We got someone in the locker room here. Howard, go ahead, man. What do you think you let letting kids straight out of high school, go to the NBA or what? Honestly, I think it was kind of,
5: uh, the thing is, I think it was, it was because of, from what everybody says, it was because of a dude that was actually supposed to be drafted. That was actually supposedly a better player before, before lebron james that's the story that they say that they want kids to at least get a year or worth of i guess it's the whole development thing because believe it or not, have a quick question have y'all ever heard of this theory where basically your most athletic year is potentially your age 19 year
4: i mean you know
5: yeah. for some people they say your most athletic years are age 19 years. So it's like they just want kids to develop. They don't want people being too young and then having to basically, they don't want having kids in the NBA. But regardless, you're going to have kids in the NBA because of the one and done rule and coach, coach um, John Calipari. But the whole thing about the NBA, the whole thing about the NBA withholding kids in college for one year is you're basically going to make like, that whole one-and-done thing is now a Stone Age thing. Like, now you have people going to Australia like Lonzo Ball, I mean, LaMelo Ball and R.J. Hampton. So the one-and-done rule is literally just now it's a dinosaur-age thing. Like, right? nobody's doing that anymore. Nobody wants to wait a year. They want to get paid now. Like, they're – they see – basketball as a craft like they see it as a job they want to get paid right now not wait a full year and then get paid and then if and then basically it's kind of like um you remember Kwame Brown yep so everybody around because I'm from the area that Kwame Brown lived like there were players
3: huh where's he from
5: He's actually from Brunswick, Georgia. Okay. So the thing is, is that Kwame Brown was not that good. There was a guy from my hometown in Jessup that was actually eons better than Kwame Brown. And he shut him down. Like, he literally shut Kwame Brown down. Everybody was saying, well, Kwame Brown should go to college, you know what I'm saying, develop his game, yada, yada, yada. It's like, if Kwame Brown goes to college, he doesn't get that NBA contract. and He basically gets exposed in college. So, there's an upside and downside to to everything, but...
4: Well, yeah, but are, it's, at the end of the day, though, it's up to the kid and his parents and, and not the NBA yeah. or the NCAA, in my opinion.
5: And the financial situation that the kid is, because a lot of these kids are basically
4: yeah. trying
5: sure. to get that contract to help out their families and support their families.
4: Right, Exactly. Yep.
5: And, they and Howard,
3: I've I've heard that too because uh, you know males it takes them a little bit longer to um, mature and there's a lot of growth spurts like you said when a lot of I mean I think Scottie Pippen had a five or six inch growth spurt in college um, to get him to six seven I think he was six three when he went to Central Arkansas so um, that does happen um, but I do agree with Sean in 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 kind of where you're coming from where. Uh, if you mm-hmm. want to go, then you can go. And if you dominate high school, like like you said, with Kwame Brown, like he did, um, why not go and take advantage of, of kind of the limelight and the spotlight that you're in? Because if he goes to college and he gets injured, he gets exposed by other centers. Like you said, he might have to wait a couple years before he goes and gets that number one pick. Um, and, and another thing, too, to me personally, is I think the NCAA is kind of irresponsible for this because, again, to Howard's point, kids now are going overseas instead of even going to college for one year. So I think it's kind of irresponsible to have to force some of these kids to go to an Australia or to go to some of these other countries just to have to maybe make some money and and, and play a game that they like just for one year, just to go to the NBA. So I think that they should be able to make it available for them to, you know, work on their craft without having to go into college and allow them to make a little bit of money and get drafted.
4: Howard, Uh, Thanks a lot, buddy. Follow us and and hit us back up again sometime, all right? All right, man. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. All right, top fan on Facebook. That's right. Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Look, so we were talking about, first of all, your thoughts on the one and done rule? Should, should these kids be uh, with? I don't. I got Syracuse stuff to talk about with you. So, uh, what do you think about the one and done stuff?
2: Um, I mean, I think it's just the players kind of whatever they want to do. Honestly,
4: you think um, it should be up? You should be up to them. They want to go to high school. They want to take the gamble. They've talked yeah. about it with their family and an agent or whatever. They should be able to do what they what they want to. do.
2: Absolutely, I think uh, we wouldn't have the game without the players. So.
4: Yeah, it, they it, want to it, do. It, it's less convoluted inside the NCAA too when you've got players that have to play a year before they can go pro. You, yeah, you, you know, um, and I just
3: think you know, especially when they don't want to be there.
4: It's exactly, and it's less, and it's less, you know, it's just less BS. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, all right, hey, look, have you? You're up to date on the news, I assume, right, Jesse? Uh, what's the news? Well, with we we, <laughs> we haven't been live the whole time. So just just the fact that the the as it sits right now, we're still waiting on Quincy to make his decision. But with Jimmy coming in and uh, Samir Torrance and Cole Swider transferring, uh, what do you think about that? What do you look? What, I know you are a huge Kadari fan. You 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 actually were one of the guys that uh, was um really pushing... you? Well, well. let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. You, I think, were one of the first ones that I heard that said he was going to transfer. And Joe and I were like, no, nah, you're not going to transfer. It's not going to happen.
2: I, I kind of had a feeling very, very early in the season that that was going to happen.
4: Yeah, you were... And the
2: more I watched, the more I, it just looked that way.
4: Right. So what do you think was about... Was it a body language thing? Or, I mean, what, what
3: gave you that just because he wasn't starting in, in the minutes?
2: Um, a little bit that... A little bit I live in Kentucky so I, I live in Lexington so I watch the Wildcats play a lot too so okay I'm kind of just used to knowing what good players want to do and then also why would he stay because he is like NBA caliber talent and he's playing behind somebody that literally the best thing that Joe did was shoot threes I guess or that's what most people think that he does well and he shot the same percentage as Kadari on the year. They both shot thirty-three percent.
3: So yeah, Kadari's um, three pointers were definitely getting better near the end of the year, for sure.
2: They were, and honestly, too. Like, if you're shooting that kind of low of a percentage, Kadari shot, I think maybe 15, fifteen, twenty threes on the whole year. Yep. And I would rather have just a lower amount of threes than you know just chucking them up every game. Um, yep. That's just.
4: What a, I uh, well, I mean, we're, we're with you there. There's plenty of criticism. Well, that's for that. what got yeah. Joe on
2: the bench, too, real fast.
4: Y- yeah, it did. It did. But I understand where you're coming from. I do. Me too. So, so with, with that said, though, how do you feel about what has been picked up? You know, Samir Torrance at the guard spot now. And with Jimmy coming in, Q, like I said, is up in the air, but you've got Benny Williams coming in. What do you think? How do you think this roster looks heading into next season?
2: I like the whole roster except for the point guard position. Um,
4: <laughs> Shocker.
2: Yeah, and it's not that I dislike Joe. I was pulling just as hard for Joe his freshman year because I could not stand uh, Jalen Carey. I was pulling for Joe his freshman year, but and that's the point guard that we needed that year, but – when we get Kadari, he's just much better, and he actually is a point guard, not a shooting guard, so we don't have a true point guard, other than maybe Samir Torrance. I haven't really watched him that much, <laughs> but um, I just, I don't think that he has the length that Kidari had. I don't think that he has the playmaking ability, the passing, um, just the vision, that kind of stuff, the defense especially. Um, it's like we're, we have a bench point guard right now and a backup shooting guard, but we don't have... That starting caliber point guard, but the rest of the roster, I like. I like Jimmy Bayhon. Yeah, Jimmy Boeheim coming in. Um, I like Quincy coming back if he does. Uh, I I kind of like everybody really.
4: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be good, man. I really do. we Joe and I were just talking earlier about Quincy and with Quincy, no, I
3: think you're going to be better everywhere but point guard.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, dude i don't know that's it depends
3: well i mean jesse will be better and you get sidibi who if he can come back healthy so you have that position that's better and i think that just based upon benny Williams, even if uh, quincy doesn't come back just based upon jimmy Bayheim and and benny williams and cole swider's size i think that gives us um Kind of a better forward situation as well. Uh, and Buddy's going to be Buddy. And then it just comes down to, again, Joe being the point guard and now Samir Torrance, who's labeled a, point, a combo guard. But, um, you know, we don't have Marek to bring the ball up if Joe can't. So Samir Torrance definitely has to be able to be that that point guard that can come in and kind of just run the show.
4: Yeah. And, and you agree. know, you, you heard uh, Mike McAllister, I believe. I believe it was Mike McAllister said that he could give he could give Joe uh, a run for that spot too. So you know, again, we well we saw what Joe did when there was someone nipping on his heels last year, and hopefully uh, the sophomore slump is over, heading into his junior year, and hopefully you know he can show us some maturity on that end. Uh, you know, he got a little better towards the end of the year. I think he was good in both of the tournaments. He was all right, uh, but but you're right, man. Kadari was just I mean, him and the way he progressed was excellent. Obviously, if, Putty, if Buddy picks up where he left off, you you kind of expect that to happen, but you never know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So
3: yeah, well, I mean, to I what we'll Jesse was team. saying, it's like when you look at our history of the point guards and like I don't even know the last ten or whatever. It's can we get a point guard? Because I mean, again, like he says, Jalen Carey, not a huge fan favorite. People really didn't like. Who was before that? Frank Howard not really a fan favorite people really didn't like him. um then we had what benajay and cooney trying to figure it out um i mean we haven't had a true point card since i think michael carter williams and uh we finally had one that was very similar to him and probably better as far as playmaking ability and taking the ball to the hole and then we just lost him and now we get to watch him run the show at seton hall next year and it's gonna be awful <laughs>
2: Right. I will say on our defense too. The best thing that we can get with the guard position is length. Um, okay. If you look at Michael Benajay, six seven. You look at Kadari, um, obviously was six five. Frank Howard kind of really was good his junior year, and then he got hurt his senior year and. Uh, the whole marijuana thing going into the tournament kind of screwed us.
4: I yeah. think we yeah, had to thought that he, year. But. he he came on his best game he played was right going into that tournament. Was the that last Duke game, game right? going the into Duke it? Game. Yeah. yeah,
2: he just went off.
4: Yeah, and
2: it like yeah, and he always had the length to play that top of that
3: two three zone very very well. And he did. You were great sort of Benace and back Cooney, back. but it was more to me just a
1: true point guard.
4: I mean, I thought Howard had the potential to be really good, and I just think his body language didn't impress me, man. Throughout the years, that's all. He was a little chippy, which I liked. I liked the chippiness, but but to other players, not like on the bench. <laughs> you know, not on your I didn't own.
2: think he was like good, but I thought he was good enough in that position, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with Joe, just because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more than anybody probably.
4: And well, and, and we'll see. We'll see what Samir can yeah, do. We'll see. Yeah. So, all right, Jesse. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm good. Did, did you t- did you me. did you take a look at the schedule real quick? As we're about to talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to give you first crack at it. Did you get a look at it? I did not. Okay. All right. Um, well, with that said, Joe, we're going to play Boston College twice, Duke twice, Florida State twice, Miami twice, Pittsburgh twice, Wake Forest twice, and that's just the regular season.
2: So, Bring it on. <laughs> you know, non-conference is
4: crazy. Though. The non-conference is a little brutal.
2: Um, now we do get a home
3: game with the ACC Big Ten challenge. Uh, they still haven't announced the team, but at least that's home. Uh got a game against Georgetown at Georgetown, uh, Villanova at Madison Square Garden, and that battle for the Atlantis tournament, boy. Did
0: you see
4: yeah, Ari- the field? Arizona State, Auburn Auburn, Auburn. Uh Loyola, Chicago, Michigan State, Connecticut, Virginia, VCU, and Baylor.
3: It's gonna so, kind of yeah. be fun season. <laughs> not watch. not
4: Virginia and VCU by the way. VCU.
3: Not Virginia, yes. Right, right. But you look at that, you had six, I think six out of the eight teams made the tournament. I think Arizona State and Auburn were the only ones that didn't. And that's not just like a one-and-done tournament. That's a three-day t- I mean, that's we're going to be playing three of those teams. Right. So, um, yeah, that's going to help for our conference. We just can't lose them all. So.
4: In the in the offseason, I look at, well, you remember the last time, if you guys remember the last time we went to New York City, right? It was not good. No. So... Uh, you know, this is an opportunity, I think, in, it, to look at in the off season and say, you know, we could get ranked early. You know, I mean, while well, they well, might think be, they pre-season be preseason ranked. ranked, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, how about stay ranked? Because they could go into this and, and come out decent, or they can come, go into this and come out 0-3. And then Villanova, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Swider gets his reunion. Yeah, which is, you know, I don't know if that's always a good thing or not either so with that said the georgetown game on the road how do you guys feel about the the you know the road home games um uh, alternating with georgetown gotta have it gotta have it or don't gotta have it
2: i think we're gonna come out playing pretty well at the beginning of the season i mean we're returning a lot of our players i know a lot left but we still, um, I mean, we're still going to have some experience there, so that's going
4: to be good. Duke getting, uh, they got a top three recruiting class coming in. So Mark Williams is coming back, who's a huge problem. That guy's a huge problem. Literally. So, yeah. So he's a freaking tower. So anyways. Um, all right, Jesse, I appreciate you, buddy. Take care, man. Hey, and And, and uh, if we're ever on here, hit us up. It's good yeah, having you. Do. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. So, Joe, anything on this schedule for you that that um, besides the besides the preseason stuff? Um, what do you think?
3: No, just looking at this non conference slate compared to what has been obviously last year. You know, a COVID non conference that was kind of weak, but even prior to this, you know, what do we have? Like, like you said, we went to Madison Square Garden and played like Oregon and somebody, or you know. um this is three days of you're playing really good competition on top of a Georgetown on top of a Villanova on a neutral core Georgetown's in a way. Um, I mean, you're talking about just neutral or neutral, um, quadrant one games all over the place. The battle for the Atlantis is going to be neutral. Um, Madison square garden, neutral. Obviously we get the home game against the big 10 ACC challenge. So whoever that is, um, probably going to be close to a quadrant one. So um you're talking about a a pretty good non-conference schedule so as long as we don't just lose every single one of those games then um it's just it's going to be helpful for our chances to uh, get in the tournament and I know that you read off some of those but I mean BC Pitt uh I don't know how good those teams are going to be they lost a lot of the really good players um Wake Forest kind of the same thing uh Miami kind of the same thing so as much as you said what Duke and who the two really two, – Duke and Florida State we played twice. Really not too afraid of a lot of the other teams that you named off that we played twice. So at Boston
4: College, um, Duke, Florida State, Miami, Pitt, and Wake.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, playing Pitt, Wake, Miami, and BC two times really isn't a, a bad situation. It's just the whole Duke, Florida State thing. Uh, hopefully we can get um, – some of those Duke-Florida State games. Hopefully it's uh, more earlier in the season, at least a couple of them. Well,
4: two two of them. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me just look at this. I don't
3: even know. They
2: probably don't have
4: the dates to it yet. No, they don't have the dates, but I believe it's in order because they got Georgetown at the top over here on the road game. So I assume it goes in order of, you know, when they would be played. I'm just assuming that. But if I do assume that, Florida Duke would be our third home game, Florida State would be our fourth, and then – Duke would be our third road game, and Florida State would be our fourth, so they swap spots on the road. Yeah. If, that's how it, if that's how it goes, which I assume that's how yeah. they would do it. So.
3: Well, I mean, I don't think – I mean, either way, when it comes to our conference slate, uh, I don't think that – I mean, even this past year, people – like the ACC was was down, but, I mean, you weren't going to get um, negative points for playing in a down ACC. You know, it's a Power 5 – conference and pretty much everybody that's looked at in these conferences um play tough conference schedules so um the non-conference schedule is really to me more or less what's more important um tough games and got to be able to win some of those you know, we lose all those six that's gonna be a problem
4: yeah it's, yeah obviously but you know we'll see i don't and they're all losable they're all yeah that's the problem <laughs> hmm yeah I mean, that's what worries me about it. you got to start the season like that. Yeah, so no, but
3: we'll you can't see, but say that we don't have Quadrant One opportunities. Right, and also... They're not going to be at home. You can't say
4: they got some cushy non-conference schedule either, which right. is... Your non-conference you know,
3: schedule will be good. Your strength schedule is going to be up there, and as long as you kind of get stuff together, get close to 500 in the conference and um, play good near the end it's, of the year, win it, a couple it, games in that conference tournament, and we should...
0: We should be
4: all right. It's a And it's a long season after that. So there's plenty of time. To no, absolutely. For, so anyways. All right. With that said, uh, I think that does it for us. Um, right, Joe? Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah and, and when, that's pretty and, much it. Hey, and when news comes back, we will be here to deliver it. And hopefully that we get some good spring football stuff coming up soon because it's a freaking mystery right now. But – We'll wait for that. Hopefully, we get some of that soon. Oh, it's
3: so pathetic. Sitting here watching somebody. I mean, my buddy at work, uh, North Carolina, they had their spring game. He went to it on Saturday, yesterday. Um, probably pretty rainy, but nonetheless, they still played. You know, I'm watching uh, ESPN Plus and, and seeing all these other yeah, you know, Big 12 and SEC spring games, and they're actually having legit games with, with fans. And ACC Network's, I think, airing something like seven or nine Spring games out of the ACC this year, and, and we're not one of them. And we can't even get a new an interview, or you know, just some some news or a story. Everything is closed, and um, it's just really, really frustrating. Uh, I don't even know. I know they've done some scrimmages, but you know, you don't you don't get anything from it. And I remember before COVID, you know, they always we always got. I remember streaming our spring game. On ESPN Network down in North Carolina, so I could watch it, obviously. Um, And they just haven't done that in the past two or three years. And uh, I think two years ago it was because of injuries. Last year it was because of COVID. And this year, still because of COVID, and they have a trash governor. Is it though?
4: Is it though? I mean, come
3: on. Well, we can say COVID politics, whatever. Their governor's trash. And um, I hope that that doesn't have, and, you know, I hope that's not what's.
4: Did you probably. take a Did you take a look at Talladega today, by any chance?
3: <laughs> um, I did not, but I'm sure it was probably
4: packed. Powerful. Packed
3: yeah. UFC last UFC last night was in Jacksonville, and it was 100 percent packed.
4: Packed. Let's go. Packed. Come on.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
4: Um, I hear you. Yeah, new sadly, that's a whole other show.
3: The states that we're from. Yes, and sadly, the state that we're from is probably going to be one of the last. Um, to make this, he's well, he's he's
4: the, he's the, he's the leader. Again, so. he, he's the leader on that side with those. With those yeah, well, yeah.
3: So. Roy Cooper said uh, June first, the mask mandates are gone. So we'll see how that
4: goes. Holly freaking Louia. By the way, I don't wear one anyway. But I, whatever. I wear one at work. This, is, a, That's this it. is this is late in the show, so you know whatever. I wear it at work yeah. if I'm wearing work gear. I wear it. Okay. Uh, I shopped on Friday at Wegmans. I shopped today at Wegmans. I don't wear. I don't wear it anywhere. I wear it. I wear it at work. That's it. That's it. No bro, one has funny, ever too. said anything to me. No one's said no. anything to me, bro.
3: I've I've walked in and I've seen people see me and then pull their mask down.
4: They don't <laughs> want to be the first one <laughs> yeah, to do it, but it's yeah. like, oh, there's yeah. one. Once right, just, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah.
3: Okay, I but, wear one at work so I don't get fired. It's like when you're both... like my which, paycheck
4: exactly, and you know, even outside of work, if I'm wearing my my hat or my my uh, my golf shirt, then. I am most certainly following the rules because I'm representing the company. But, you know, it's like boating. It's like boating, right? You go into the, you go into the, you're on the, you're on the river or you're in the bay on the boat and, you know, you see a boater and you wave, you go to, you go to Wegmans and you see a a mask, another maskless person there. You're like, hey, what's up, man? So anyway. uh, It's nice to see your face. (laughs) It's nice to see your face. Didn't know you had teeth. So uh, that's it for us. Uh, we will uh, be back here as soon as the news comes back. We will be back. Look, thank you, Kane and Sunglasses. Thank you to uh, Sports Drink. Thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to Locker Room App. That was fun. We'll yeah, do it again. It was
3: good. Thank you, Jesse Howard.
4: Jesse and Howard, thank you guys. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.